0: oh my god it's movie bluffs
1: is it it is wow yet again how crazy is that what a what a crazy coincidence that we are doing a podcast uh this week. Oh my week. god again? Uh, yet we again. We just
0: keep coming back. We're like a bad venereal disease. We just keep coming back.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. That's it exactly. <laughs> that was a
0: herpes joke. That's exactly <laughs> what it
1: is. We keep coming back. Um Hello, welcome back to Movie Bluffs. I'm Nate.
0: And I'm Sarah.
1: And uh, together we're watching movies well that's true. not together we're watching movies separately and then talking about them later we Is would that a better probably be watching them
0: too. that's a great description if it weren't covid times we might be watching them together but
1: yeah the nature alas. of the
0: podcast alas we are facetiming one another tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of
1: zooming because zoom but we're here not my friend anymore
0: no that's okay though everybody has those days everybody knows what we're talking about everybody gets that way including zoom
1: so, so this is our podcast where we talk about movies
0: we don't talk about films we talk we, about movies
1: mm-hmm. and we've told and the audience about... what the difference is before
0: yeah i feel like at this point if you're new here you should just go back and watch a few, listen to a few. want just to listen
1: music. to flubber and then come back here because mm-hmm. that was our first episode it was also our best episode um it was and then and then meet us back here and we'll be like you know, do you want to do, like, a thing where it's like, okay, so pause this podcast episode, right? Go back yeah. and listen to Flubber, and then yeah. pick it up right from here. Give him, few, give him a few minutes to pause it.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so okay. so go do that. You paused.
1: Hi, welcome paused. back. You're back. Oh my we god, hope, you're back. We hope you enjoyed the Flubber episode. Uh, we were waiting for you that whole time that you were listening to we it. We were.
0: Diligently. Um, I haven't and, peed in days.
1: Yeah, and now you're caught up. And... We're going to talk about another movie.
0: That's it. And what movie is that that we're talking
1: about today, Nate? So this week we're discussing Clue. Clue. Now now you may be thinking to yourself, Clue, why that's a board game. And to that I say, yes, and. It was a movie (laughs) that Tim Curry starred in in 1985. Ten years after his astounding performance uh, in... Rocky Horror Picture Show. In
0: the Rocky Horror um, Picture Show, King.
1: Ten years Shits. later, he was like, "I'm he gonna needs, do. He's another. Movie. I'm gonna be a
0: butler. Yeah, another movie, and I'm gonna be a butler.
1: Exactly. And it's
0: still King. Shit. He really is a fantastic he's actor.
1: He's very good at acting. That's, I mean,
0: we like knew sure. that, but I feel like Clue really like continued mm-hmm. to solidify for me mm-hmm. the range that this man has. Also, his accent. Ooh, mm. it is smooth like butter, baby it is so nice
1: so this past week sarah watched clue and i she did i've just pondered it i mulled it over um when i watched clue as as a youngin i was in i want to say my 10th grade english class oh. uh, it was either my english class or my play class my my acting class because uh, i had the same teacher for both and she was like we're gonna watch clue starring tim curry and i was like what and then I watched it and I've been chasing that high ever since.
0: Yeah, honestly, it is. It really is a level of uh, attention that I don't think a lot of other movies um, really really give. Mm-hmm. Also, what for what purpose were you watching Clue in English slash theater class?
1: <laughs> I think it was just like a free day or something. Oh, or like and party. she was like,
0: I like Tim Curry.
1: Yeah. She watched like, the movie really on DVD. And and ev- and everyone in Good the class either hated it because they were high schoolers in the middle of nowhere Michigan or they right. loved it because
0: they were high schoolers in the middle of nowhere Michigan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know the type. Um, I know the type.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so well, clue starts with um you know, it's a mansion. If you've played the video if you've played the board game, I almost said video game. Oh my it's God, not video a video game.
0: <laughs> I wish it, it might were. actually Though, be a video game. you know game. what Professor Layton uh, the Professor Layton series is pretty damn close to Clue, I'm just saying. Okay. It's not Clue at all, but it's a puzzle game.
1: Stay tuned for our spin-off video game bluffs uh <laughs> podcast coming It's just
0: Sarah screaming November about her favorite <laughs> November 2020, a whole year from now. Whole and it's from. just me Screaming at Nate about why I love the Professor Layton video game series for yes. the Nintendo DS so much.
1: And then I'll Anyways. talk about how I love Ninja Town for the Nintendo DS.
0: Oh, perfect. Right. Oh, good. And then we can both agree that Cooking Mama is a neutral ground. for the Yes. Both of us.
1: Yes. <laughs> and it will, it will be a three episode series and it will just be those three <laughs> video games that we talk about. And then we will never talk about anything video games again.
0: No, and then the podcast will die. It's a it mini series old. within movie bluffs, yes, video game bluffs. Stay but tuned. it's not. Stay tuned. When we talk about DS games, we talk not about... real video games.
1: DS well, games. They are they are real video games.
0: They're real, but like, but I feel but... like a DS
1: game is the same level as a movie versus a film. Yeah, that's. But that's a topic for a different podcast.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, Nate, anyways. you are explaining. Your perceived plot of Clue.
1: If you've played Clue before, it is a high stakes murder mystery simulation in which everyone is given an identity to play, and one person did the murder, and only that person knows who they are, obviously. And it is up to the rest of everyone else to assemble clues, make observations, pass judgments, and guess who. The real killer was. I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about how the game actually works, because I haven't played it in like a year. But that's I mean, that's basically how the movie goes as well. Uh a bunch of people are called to a mansion in the middle of nowhere, and they are each given pseudonyms, I think mm-hmm. is, is the correct phrasing. They're given yeah, fake names when they get in. Uh which are the same names as the characters in the clue board game, which if I were in that scenario, I would probably be tipped off right away that something bad was about to happen. Anyway, um, they quickly discover a murder plot has been unveiled and someone is blackmailing them. And Tim Curry plays the butler, who is, seems to be the mastermind behind all of it. A lot of crazy clues and stuff happen. Uh, there's a delivery of something. There's uh murder... Tim Curry reveals who the killer is at the very end. Uh, but also there are three different endings that were filmed and there is an A ending, a B ending and a C ending, one of which is considered the true ending, according to the, the movie. And I apologize, but I don't remember much else in, in the way of plot. But that's that's, okay. that's my recollection of, of Clue, the movie.
0: That's the basic gist. Honestly, the middle bits, it's just kind of confusing and a little chaotic. So there isn't really much plot except it's repeated plot. Um, so I'll go through the basics with you. So we've got... I don't remember the number! It's fine. We have a handful of socialites who are called to this scary mansion a la Rocky Horror, Tim Curry, with the same gigs. He always plays a weird villain. Um... Which is noted on his Wikipedia page also. They're like, he always plays the villain. And I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so a handful of socialites from Washington, D.C. are called up to a mansion in Maine, in like up uh, the northeast, close to D.C., like up there somewhere on the east coast. Um, It's spooky and scary and they just get a letter because it's the 80s. Yeah, you you get a letter. And it's just saying that like, a guest would like your attendance at this at this fancy dinner. Please come. And they're like, "Well, of course I must come. Clearly, this letter tells me to, even though I don't know the sender or what it's about. I guess I must go. Throw caution to the wind. Here I go." And so they do. So, at one by one, all of these individual socialites show up, um, and they are addressed by a pseudonym, as you said, me by the um, the names of the uh, the characters from the game, right? So we have um uh we're all the characters come to the house and in the first scene we're greeted by Waldsworth, which is the butler who is played by Tim Curry. Um a character not in the original board game, but nonetheless. Uh he like chains up some dogs and like throws them some meat in the beginning, which is like super weird and like not necessary really to like the plot other than to like add a weird ambiance. Like, to the spookiness of this big mansion, it's raining, it's like a whole thing. Spooky. Tis the season of Halloween, right? So, uh, we have, okay, we have Mr. Green, Professor Plum, Miss Scarlet, Peacock, White, and Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard, White, Peacock, Green, Professor... Oh, I was right! Six! I was right! Oh my god, my brain is like so good. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Big brain tonight. Big brain. So we have all of these individuals show up, Colonel Mustard, Mrs. White, Mrs. Peacock, Mr. Green, Professor Plum, and Miss Scarlett. Um, They all show up and they are addressed by their pseudonym. They're like, what the? That's not my name. And he's like, well, that's what it is for this, for tonight. Um, And they all have like a secret. They're all involved in D.C. somehow in politics. um, But they don't know each, some of them know each other, but they're not really allowed to talk about their real life uh, because they're playing a game. It's like a murder mystery dinner moment, right? So, uh, they all sit down at dinner with, um, Wadsworth, with, uh, Tim Curry. Uh, there's a maid, there's also a cook who's involved. Yvette, I think, is the maid's name. I think it's Yvette. Yeah. Uh, she's, like, a French maid, and she's, like, sexy, her, like, boobs are out the whole thing. It's, like, a little tiny, she has a little tiny skirt, and she, she talks like this cause she is French. And she talks like this, and it's, like, the most fake, like, French accent I've ever heard. She's like, Hello. Can I get you a cognac? And I'm like, Yvette, 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 I'm going to see you. Your, your boobies are going to pop out, Yvette. <laughs> Cut the accent, put on a different shirt. you on camera. Anyway, so so they all sit down at dinner. And then um, Wadsworth is like, well, I bet you all want to know why you're here. Uh, it's because you've all been blackmailed. And they're like, whoa, what? And, uh, and he's like, the seventh guest is about to arrive. And then a guy named Mr. Body. Let's be a little more obvious about that name, huh, writers? Mm. <laughs> a little more obvious with that one. Mr. Body reveals uh, he shows up and he's like super weird, a creepy, like slimy kind of like looking dude. His like hair is slicked back. Um, whereas all the other folks fit their character archetypes. Colonel Mustard is a former, he works for the, um, the military. Mrs. White is a widow and she's kind of like, like, odd looking, older looking. She also, for any Drag Race fans listening, she looks to a T, like Aiden Zane. Nay, I don't know. If, I don't think you know who that is. But for our I Drag don't. Race fans listening, please look up Aiden Zane and then look up Mrs. White because they look exactly identical. It's spooky, and I wonder if Aiden modeled her entire look after Mrs. White because Aiden um, is not a good drag queen. Anyway, <laughs> T um, drama going on. Oh, drama T. I digress. So Mr. Body's like, yeah, I've been blackmailing you. What? Um, and he like sticks out because Plum is like, uh, a weird professor. Professor Plum also play is played by, um, Christopher Lloyd, who plays the, uh, who plays Doc Brown in, mm-hmm. uh, Back to the Future. He also
1: plays Fester in like, how- the Adam family.
0: He does. I was like, why is this man look so familiar? And then I was like, ah, Chris Lloyd. Very interesting cool to see him do other stuff because everyone knows him simple back to the future anyway so yeah they all fit in and then and then they're like whoa what you've been threatening us so they all go into the other room and, and wadsworth's like he's been blackmailing you he's been blackmailing you he's been doing it and uh mr body's like yes all right i've been blackmailing you and here's how we're gonna handle it he dumps out a bunch of um weaponry he dumps out the candlestick the knife the love pipe the revolver the rope, and then the wrench all from the board game and he says someone's gotta kill wadsworth the butler or else and your secrets remain safe with me or uh, if you don't kill the man i'm gonna leak your secrets so kill him and i'm gonna still blackmail you don't kill him and your secrets are all out and your careers are over basically So he's like, I'm going to turn the lights out now, and we're going to see what happens. Turn the lights out. Then Mr. Body, you hear a gunshot, and then Mr. Body is on the floor. And everyone's like, whoa, what the hell? Why is, who killed him? And he's, like, laying there, like, eh, like, sticks his tongue out, like, eh, I'm dead. Mm -hmm. "Eh, Oops. (laughs) That's how he's on the floor. Um, And then Mrs. Peacock starts, like, she's, like, older. She's played by um, the girl from, uh landed dolls i think that's the name of it. it's an older movie um anyway she's like old and so she starts screaming and she passes out and everyone's like maybe someone killed someone and then starts the descent into chaos because then they have to explain who killed them so Wadsworth is like oh my wife killed herself because of uh mr body's blackmail and and, and I got, I brought you all here cause I wanted to t- turn him into the police and I have the police on the speed dial and, and we have to figure out who killed him because I need to figure this out. So that way I can get, I can avenge my wife. Basically this made up wife. That's not real. So then they're like, well, who killed him? We have to find out. So then they're like, oh, the cook killed him because she was last seen with him and she knows him and this is his mansion and blah, 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 blah. So they go to find the cook. The cook is stabbed in the back with the dagger. So then they're like, whoa, well, who, and everyone was handed one of the, one of the weapons. So all okay. of the individuals, Peacock, Plum, like whatever, all had a weapon before the lights were turned out. So then it becomes a game of who had the weapon last, and then we're going to blame you, and then we have to figure it out from there. So eventually the, they, they find out the cook's been dead, she's been killed, and they're like, whoa, what the hell? And then they go back upstairs to look for Mr. Body's body, and then they find it's gone. Where did it go? And then they go back downstairs to get the cook's body to put her body with Mr. Body's body. And how many times can I say the word body? And then they find his body is now covered in blood and he's been murdered, he's been bludgeoned to death with the candlestick. So now they're like, whoa, that's three items. Who the hell is killing people? And why are we killing a person twice? What the heck?
1: It's a pretty intense game.
0: It's very intense. So then uh, Wadsworth locks all the weapons away and then they all decide to split up and then some the chaos ensues. That's not really relevant. It's just like, oh, we're separate, which will end up making sense for the endings later on. And then someone arrives a la, you know rocky horror style and he's like can I use your phone it's raining can I use your phone please sir it's raining and I just need to call a cab my car broke down ah, ha, ha. you're not the guy from that other movie with the aliens who's gonna you know have sex with me and then turn me into a statue right right that's not you and Wazer's like no that's not me man it's a different different character different set different that's a Warner Brothers lot this is a Universal's lot you're in the wrong set Anyways, <laughs> so the, this stranded dude comes up and he's like, can I please use your phone? And they're like, oh, they like comically discuss it. And then they're like, okay, sure. Um, and then so he comes in and then um, oh, what happens from there? He gets killed with the wrench. Yeah. So he gets killed. Poor guy. Um, and then all while all this is happening, we're seeing shots of gloved hands grabbing things and like messing with evidence so he's like he's like getting rid of the revolver he's burning a tape that recorded bodies saying that he blackmailed people he's he's destroying all the things and we're like whose gloved hands are these very interesting a clue one might say so they kill the guy who came in to use the phone an innocent bystander has been murdered and so now they're in deep poop because now we know people have been murdered. And not only have has, you know, people who are potentially a threat have been murdered, but now an innocent bystander has been killed. So they go to look at the car and then um, a cop pulls up and he's like, hey, we found this man's abandoned car. The heck? Can I use your phone? <laughs> this cop is like, it's the 19, 19- well, it's the 1950s in this movie. So it's like real old, but like. He's like, it's, it's olden days. I don't have a cell phone. Obviously, it's the 1950s. Hoop de doo. I'm a police officer. Can I use your phone, please? And they're like, whoa, I guess so. Then J. Edgar Hoover calls, who I don't know if y'all know, but a a very important part of history. He was like uh, head of the FBI in like the 20s. Like, very much a historical part of like A Push. Like, when you take A Push, you know who Edgar J. Hoover is. So he calls and then Wadsworth ans- answers it. And then, um, somehow the lights go out. And then the cop also gets murdered with the rope. Uh, and then, oh, stink. Who else? Someone else gets some <laughs> murdered. Yvette! Yvette also gets, the, the French maid, she's also, eh, she's dead So She's done. So now, someone's been killed with a revolver, someone's get, been killed with the lead pipe, the rope. Because the cop is with the rope, and then Yvette's murdered with the lead pipe, I think. I believe. So, a, t- a candlestick, all of it. Girl, we killing people left and right now. A big old murder scene. So, to make a long motherfucking story short, Wadsworth figures how to turn the lights back on, and then he's like, I know who did it! I know who <laughs> done it! And everyone's like, whoa! And all the chaos stops. And then there's the three end days. So in the version I saw, I know in the, the DVD Blu-ray version, you see one ending and then you can go to the special features and see the other endings in the stream version. I saw, they were all synchronous. So it was, uh, ending a B and then the, the supposedly real ending ending C. So in ending a, it's discovered that Yvette murders the cook, um, and Mr. Body on orders from Miss Scarlett because she once worked. She's, she's a prostitute. Um, then Scarlet killed everyone else. So Scarlet's the murderer. Um, then, in. Uh, I think she gets arrested. Yeah. So then, in the second ending, it was Miss Peacock because her husband is a senator and her, her husband was taking bribes from like foreign powers. So he's like corrupt. And she has to kill everyone because that can't come out. Otherwise, her husband's donezo and they are definitely going to jail. So it's her. And then, in the third ending. Um, which is like twist, 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 twist. So the a running joke of the movie is that Mr. Green, cause everyone is somehow involved with like their husband or their wife, um, respective, like cishet normal, like normal values. A running joke throughout the movie is that Mr. Green is gay and that that's why he's being blackmailed is because it's the 1950s. He's a respected, I think he's a Senator or some kind of something. In that realm, and he doesn't want that getting out because it's the 50s, and obviously that's not a good thing in the 1950s. Um, so he's like, I'm gay, and that's why I not and consistently throughout the thing, he's like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, it wasn't me. I have no ties to any of this, blah 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 blah. He's like the straight man the whole time. He's like not suspicious, the entire movie, whereas everyone else kind of is a little suspicious. So then it comes down to Apart from him, everyone else has killed someone, either accidentally or on purpose, right? So, he, uh... Oh, stink, what happens? So then he starts talking, and he starts, um... He starts... He's wearing his glasses. And he starts going through, one by one by one, talking about... And I have my notes pulled up in front of me. So, Mr. Plum... Professor Plum, Miss Body, when he tried to shoot him initially... In the first scene, but then he later killed him with the candlestick. Mrs. Peacock stabbed the cook, who was a former employee of hers, because she wanted to get back at her. Colonel Mustard uh, he beat to death the guy who was who came in to like use the phone initially, the innocent bystander uh, who was apparently his driver during World War II, because he's a colonel and he's involved in the military. Uh, Mrs. White strangled Yvette um, because uh, she apparently had an affair with her late husband. Uh, Miss Scarlett I think was bribing the cop or was having an affair with her, with him. So she killed him. And then Wadsworth is like, oh, I, sh- I shot, uh, um, someone. He basically says he shot someone. And then, uh, oh, stink, what else happens? Anyways, he basically, like, lays out how everything happened. And then he's like, uh, oh, by the way. I killed Mister Body, and I'm in the FBI. And this was an elaborate plot to get who, Mister Wadsworth, <gasps> because he's the one who's like, who is the, the the scheme of the whole thing. And then the final line of the entire thing is, he he rips his glasses off, Clark Kent, like super becoming Superman, and he goes in a true heteronormative fashion. He says okay chief the fbi like runs in j J edgar hoover's like i'm here what's necessary for me to do right now he goes take him away chief i'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife because surprise he's not a homosexual wow
1: and that's basically the
0: plot there's a lot of good physical comedy Mm -hmm. the whole opening like 20 minutes is just a consistent bit of who has dog shit on their shoe. Because in the opening scene, um, uh, in the opening scene, you see uh, Tim Curry, Wadsworth, step in the, like I mentioned the dogs at the beginning. He -hmm. steps in the dog shit, and there's like a whole bit about him being like, ah, nasty, and he tries to wipe it off. And then he just goes into the house. And then every single person who comes in touch with him is like, and like smells their shoes. So it's very, it's a very funny movie, actually. It's hard to describe all the physical bits without talking for hours and the mm-hmm. little tiny, it's very immature humor, little tiny jokes that I think are very funny. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. That's the movie.
1: Great summary. Thank you. I feel like this movie really kind of established a lot of my humor early on when I first watched it because I was like, mm-hmm. Tim Curry, murder mystery, but it's not scary. It's funny. Like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. It's it's a good movie.
0: It is. I think it's a good movie. I wouldn't say it's a favorite, but I don't think it's, I think it's, I think it holds its value. Welcome back. We're here and we're doing it.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're here and we're doing it. We didn't come up with a segment for this next half.
0: No, we didn't. Let's we can improvise it. Let's let's let's. Yeah,
1: we're improvisers. We're improvisers. Yeah, whatever.
0: Here's a silly concept for you.
1: Okay. Yeah, let's hear it.
0: So, Clue, obviously mm-hmm. a board game. Parker mm-hmm. and someone, Parker brother, and someone. I don't know. Yeah, a game that we've all played at one point in our childhood. Obviously, I
1: think I, I used have. To own I it. have a set right in my basement here.
0: Oh, there you go. I used to play it a lot with my friend Kara, but I don't know if I actually own one. I'm curious if literally any other board game would ever work in the format of a movie. Cause I don't think so. In fact, I think the idea of taking board games and making them into movies is kind of insane and like creative, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I would do it.
1: The only time I've seen that done aside from clue mm-hmm. was battleship, which came out a few years ago and it was like an action thriller and it was That's called right. Battleship, like the board game, but I don't know yeah. if it shared any other similarities.
0: Well, the name Battleship is just a name. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like <laughs> but it was, also, it was branded with like the, the name of the game from the Parker brothers or whatever. But other whatever, than that, like there are. was no, no real correlation to my knowledge. Here's a board game movie for you. Okay. Jumanji.
0: Oh, you're right. Okay, so maybe maybe I'm just being stupid. And that maybe this format does really work.
1: I don't know, though, because... I was mean, Jumanji, Jumanji wasn't a real game.
0: Right. I was Jumanji say, was a picture was book, ask. and
1: then it was a, a movie, and then it...
0: Right. Maybe and then it was, like, a, a
1: game? game. Yeah.
0: But that movie is about... Because Jumanji, the board game, didn't exist before the movie, before the yeah. Ron Williams movie, did it? Or did uh-uh. it? Okay, it did not. No, okay. I mean, it was so, a yeah, picture so book, that's... and then... And then then it was a movie. So that's just a movie or a book about a board game that comes to life. That to me, like, you know, what's that one Adam Sandler movie with the gumballs? The one Adam Sandler
1: Bedtime Stories.
0: I was gonna say Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. (laughs) That would also be a great movie for us to watch in the future. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs and bedtime stories.
1: Those are two to revisit
0: that topic.
1: Those are two movies for sure, for sure. Two
0: movies, two movies. But yeah, that feels very like Bedtime Stories to me, where it's not really, like, it's not Clue, and it's not Battleship. Right. Interesting. I wonder, like, see, like, the board, like, Apples to Apples, like, Cards Against Humanity. Like, these things would not... Or, like, have you played that board game, Secret Hitler?
1: No. Is that... It's very fun. like, an elimination party game?
0: Kinda, yeah. So, it's... So, you all get, like, secret cards, and, like, two... One person is a fascist and one is Hitler. And then the rest of you are like um, like Democrats, basically. I don't remember what they call them. It's very interesting. Just regular um, people. Just normal, like <laughs> not crazy, dictator, awful human beings. Yeah. And the goal is to, so you have a board and you all have little tabs and you vote on who's the chancellor and then who's like the assistant to the chancellor, like the VP. And your goal is to pass enough democratic ideas into law before the fascist ideas can come into law thus making hitler the winner and then revealing themselves and each round you vote on who you think is hitler and then if that person is voted correctly then they're like "Ah, i'm hitler wow whatever it's kind of fun it's better with like a huge group of people and it's a really interesting concept the actual design of the game is like beautiful like the like packaging and all the it's beautiful it's like all the cards feel nice, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love that in the game. I love when that's they look pretty. Good. I love when yeah. they like feel good. All of it. But that would not transfer well to any movie because that's every yeah. World War Two movie. So <laughs> Yeah.
1: That kind of reminds me of Among Us, which isn't a board game. It's a popular video game right now. A,
0: yes, absolutely. Um,
1: which is like you know, there's, you know, one or two imposters and then everyone else has to just do their tasks and not get killed and like vote whoever was the right. killer off the island. And I was like, that would make a good movie. And then I was like, but that's already a movie. John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, yeah, it is. It has <laughs> yeah. almost the exact same concept, except everybody dies instead.
0: I don't know why, but that reminds me of um, Bird Box for some reason. I don't know why I thought of Bird, Bird Box. Box? I also, is that what it's called?
1: Is that the the recent one where the people can't look at things?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. Huh. Where if they look, they'll, they'll become demonic and kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah. With Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. And then when you were talking about Battleship, it also made me think of Sully. (laughs)
1: Interesting. But that's
0: because those two things go together, I feel like.
1: Yeah. So Clue is, I think the consensus here is Clue is the only movie to successfully pull off the based on a board game gimmick,
0: I would have to agree. I feel like there's really not any other. I mean, like shoots and ladders. I feel like that's a book too, but it's not a movie. Mm-hmm. That would not work. What would you do? Because that with would that? be in like in the episode of SpongeBob where it's like gone, 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 gone in his like void of mm-hmm. a head.
1: Yeah, that's
0: what shoots and ladders would be like in my brain. It's that's just void terrifying. of. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, Endless... I'm thinking like
1: sorry the movie like there aren't I even know, people in that in that that's just being game. a
0: woman and feeling like you need to apologize all the time <laughs> that's not even that's real life baby that's real life what are some other board games um life
1: <laughs> well life is a movie
0: life is a, <laughs> and and i'm going to ride it all night long
1: <laughs> so that's cars cars yeah, that is, is life cars. the game that's
0: movie. such an interesting franchise because they made cars and then cars too, and then they made planes. And to me, that is I don't know if we've talked about the Warrior Cat series yet on this pod. I think we might have. I think we might have. It's because I was obsessed with them when I was little. That to me reads as the Warrior Cat series when they divulged into the Bears series called Seekers, that was less successful and not as good. I guess the moral of my my story is that The way that my brain picks up on things doesn't make sense, and sequels are never as good.
1: That's a pretty good philosophy.
0: Except in the instance of Shrek 2. Shrek 2 is pretty good.
1: So, Clue the movie. Mm -hmm. Consider this. Tim Curry, right? Clue the musical.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Are you kidding me? Ah,
1: I don't want to... I don't want us to to devolve into a musical podcast, because that's not what we are by any means. We are strictly a movie podcast.
0: Movie. But movie musicals are an option.
1: But movie and musicals exist.
0: And who's to say? And okay, look, can we cross the line into filmed musicals? Because that is a movie. Technically.
1: Technically. It's a
0: moving picture.
1: It is and, a moving and picture.
0: It just so happens to be a moving picture of a stage adaptation where just one camera a couple cameramen were surrounded in a the theater filming it live uh, I, I would classify it so therefore we can plot to make a tim curry clue musical i'm just if you'll be on board with that oh i well maybe
1: not now <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is um, very much wheelchair ridden he's, but
1: he's very old he's he's tired now i'll let him rest
0: he had a stroke. Like, he's, like, yeah. very... Yeah. Yeah. King, though. Love him. King. You know, I was looking up this cast because I was trying to remember who, like, all... Because all the actors looked, like, crazy familiar to me. And then I was like, oh, Mrs. White's just Aiden Zane just from another era because Aiden Zane copied. And that's fine. <laughs> um, And I was trying to figure out who Mrs. Peacock was because she's the girl from the Valley of the Dolls. I think that's the name of the movie, and then I was like, oh, my God, Doc from, you know, Back to the Future, how sickening, very cool. Um, and then I was just, like, looking into Tim Curry and, like, what else he did aside from Rocky Horror and, like, a handful of other things that I already knew about. And he is, like, very, very successful Broadway actor. Like, mm-hmm. very successful in the West End. Oh, yeah. Like, very much well-known out there. He's done a ton of musicals, plays, all of it out in West End. And I was like, oh, I love him. Oh, man. here's some musical nerd nerdiness that i will mm-hmm. only venture into on i will give i will give the viewers just a sprinkling because we're not here for musicals or we're theater we movies. are here for movies however christian borrell a broadway actor primarily but has also done tv and film very much like the modern day tim curry as far as looks and voice i put that out there graciously for the audience to think and ponder and i will leave it at that I Christian feel like- Borle of Legally Blonde and Falsettos and Something Rotten in Fame. Okay, and Smash. Keep going. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Keeping it on lockdown now.
1: I feel like we keep coming back to the same themes, right? Powerful, powerful politician. You know, elites being brought down by either a man on his three laptops or a man in his big mansion, <laughs> played by Tim Curry and infinitely better. Um You yeah. know. Mysteries being solved and it being revealed Mm -hmm. to just be a white man. I don't know. Always, I feel like all movies are the same.
0: Perhaps our as far as the themes, all movies are the same. I mean, humans are creative, but we're not that creative to make up new genres all the time. And you know, the people who do make up new genres, those are films, not movies. That's true. There's something comforting in being like, oh, it's going to be the white man. I know it. I just know it. And then, uh, oh, his hubris. It's going to take him down. Right. And, you know, there's just something comforting with that and your hand and a bag of popcorn. Mm -hmm. There's just something nostalgic about it.
1: And that's why we love movies is because they're all, I don't want to say predictable, because I don't think any of the jokes that happen are predictable. I don't think any of the specific plot details are predictable but like walking into a movie knowing that you're going to be walking out thinking about how good that movie was and thinking about mm-hmm. how funny it was and how mm-hmm. i don't know enjoyable the experience was it's a comforting thought in it these is. Times. and
0: there's something especially right now you know <laughs> i i don't frequent the movie theater all that much i do when there's like like the last movie i saw in theaters before you know, the world shut down was uh, Little Women. And I only go to movie theaters for, like, big movies that I've been, like, really excited to see. Or, like, shit children's movies that I'm like, oh, it's Cars 4. Or, like, oh, it's it's and Juliet 5. Nomeo and Juliet have twins. And surprise, one of them is Princess Diana. Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If that If that movie were to exist, I would watch it assuming that nomeo and juliet are somewhere in the 1960s i don't know but there is something comforting about walking into a theater and like and knowing it's going to be dark outside when you leave or it's going to be we don't know what the weather is going to be like we're vacuumed and sealed into this big room with a bunch of other people in these comfy chairs and we have a big fat bowl of popcorn covered in god knows what that they call butter and you have and you get the straw and you put it up to the very top so you can get it to the bottom of the butter the mm-hmm. butter to the bottom of the popcorn
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you cover it in salt you get your slushy you get your slurpy, and then you sit down and you like just vibe for two and a half hours and or you cry or you scream
1: you leave laugh. halfway through the movie to use the bathroom and come back and hope you didn't miss anything
0: yeah or you just hold your pee and then immediately run out of theater the second the credits hit yeah And then run back if it's a Marvel movie to catch the uncutted credits scene. (laughs) Wow. (sighs) So I guess the moral of the story today is we sort of miss movie going to, the experience of going, the experience going to movies and the experience of a collective. Yeah. And the nostalgia for something that we had less than six months ago. More than six months now, but, you know. Not to be a bummer on Mame.
1: Yeah, anyway, jokes, jokes,
0: jokes. (laughs) (laughs) And then so I said, Princess die! you're just a baby. What do you know about the monarchy? And then guess what happened? She knew a lot. And then they killed her for it. This is my plot pitch for Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet have twins, and one of them is, is Princess Diana.
1: That's going to be our next podcast. Our next podcast after the video game podcast is going to be another yeah. three-part series in which Sarah not only pitches her concept for the next five Romeo and Juliet movies, but we actually <laughs> actively act them out with the two of us playing all of the characters.
0: All of the characters.
1: Um, Voices. We sing all
0: of the Elton John songs. Yep. In the best, in the most perfect. I remember when. I... That's what Elton John sounds mm-hmm. like in my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crocodile, Crocodile rocking. <laughs> oh
1: wow! Well. Oh my
0: god! Speaking of Romeo oh, and Juliet.
1: Well, now this is actually the second week in a row that this has happened. Where, where, you've kind of we've kind of jumped <laughs> the gun. And we haven't given You're a right. ranking to the fir- to the current movie. Oh, shit, I'm just so excited about my segue. So sorry, to my to segues. Jump Parade. Um, That's okay. Clue. So-, <laughs> so Clue is a masterpiece of cinema, while still technically mm-hmm. being a movie, of course. Mm-hmm. And you know, it stars Tim Curry. You know it. It takes a lot of these murder mystery type tropes, it it uses them to tell jokes and tell a compelling story. At risk of, you know, putting every single movie that we watch consistently higher on the list, like, oh, nice. personally, I think it's at the top, or at least just under Rocky Horror.
0: We are going to have some dissenting opinions today.
1: Oh boy! The,
0: for the first time ever it's
1: on here. the pod,
0: Nate and I don't. I I liked it, but I don't think it was that all that.
1: You don't think it was better think, than High School Musical?
0: No. <laughs> you do also have to understand that I grew up on Disney Channel and That's fair. was very much the girl who bought like Tiger Beat and Bob and like all of those magazines. So nothing top High School Musical in my no. brain. That's not true, but in this case, I think. I think it's above Night at the Museum, but it, and I just, it just didn't do it for me. The cast was phenomenal and the concept was great, but I think what, where I was lost, was it the middle bits, like where I think the plot could have gotten really meaty, mm-hmm. was muddled down in the humor, in, in in the like quick jokes that we talked mm-hmm. about earlier, Mm-hmm. And I think it just it kind of like muddled it for me. Ultimately, by the end, I was like, okay, who killed? I, I'm I'm right. I'm ready. We keep talking about the same things. The same things keep happening. It's just to different people. Like, let's move on. Totally. So that is I a very would fair point. Right. So I would nominate to put it above. And let me remind the viewers of our little list here of our current order, which you can mm-hmm. find on our social media at Movie Bluffs PC on Twitter. Our rankings currently go from from worst to best, Faithful Findings, Scooby-Doo, the movie, Flubber, Solid Middle, Night at the Museum, the first one, High School Musical, Rocky Horror. I would nominate to put it either right above or right below the Museum. Perhaps right above simply for the cast and the concept Mm. and the dog shit bit at the beginning, which I laughed at.
1: All right. This is the first time we've had different opinions on this.
0: How are we um, going to settle this?
1: Well, I'm looking in the rule book.
0: Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Flip to, flip to the, the index. Find the page you're looking for.
1: I'm thinking my glasses are probably clouded with nostalgia and you are the one who actually watched it. So I feel like I'm just going to trust your judgment and say, I think just above okay. uh, Night at the Museum, is a very apt placement for this movie.
0: This sets a precedent then. So we, like every Supreme court justice of the past, Mm -hmm. are setting a precedent that says, if we disagree again, we will defer to the opinion of the one who has not seen the movie until filming and recording the pod. Yes. I like that plan and I will add it to the list. Yes. So as of today, that is our current, System.
1: We got a new and rule. Jot it down, super fans. Put on it, it on the blessed. wiki.
0: Put it on the wiki. <laughs> Put it on the wiki. Today, on this date that we are filming and recording of October 28th at 1051, according to my watch, that Sarah Weteisha and Nate Davis decided on a precedent.
1: That's the rule.
0: <laughs> we did a Rule. Rule. I feel powerful. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now we've got our official ranking. And um like I was saying, Princess Diana pops out of Gnomeo and Juliet consecutively because obviously they are one. Even though they're two gnomes, that's how gnome uteruses work in the gnome world.
1: Good uh, night, speaking everybody. Of gnome-
0: <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Gnomeo and Juliet, mate, why don't you talk about what we're watching next week?
1: Well, we decided at some point prior to recording this episode, that I was going to be watching Nomeo and Juliet*, the first movie based on a pun. I'm very a excited. A Movie
0: musical, also, I might add.
1: We or might have gnomes. to do something because this is the third movie musical I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was a movie musical when you when you first said it.
0: It's that's not as it's it's a jukebox, so it's, a ju- it's really. Okay. So it's They're just a singing, movie with
1: songs in it.
0: It's a movie with songs. Okay, so for those who do not know, Romeo and Juliet is from like 2011-12. And it is a spoof on Romeo and Juliet, obviously. The mm-hmm. play by William Shakespeare. Um, and it is a jukebox movie musical, but the, it's not really a movie. It's more of a movie with song, like Nate said. Um, the song is just kind of there because the person who wrote it is British. And they were like, I love Elton John. So uh, they all sing Elton John and it is about gnomes and their subsequent uh, garden figures who all live in the garden, gardens of these two people in England. And that is where I will leave it. Just wow. so everyone understands why we're talking about movie musicals. Because they sing Elton John songs.
1: <laughs> so, It's a movie
0: that I love and I'm obsessed with because I collect gnomes. And fun fact, I'm getting a gnome tattooed on my arm
1: for very Christmas, fun so very exciting yes. yes well yeah stay tuned next week for uh gnomeo and juliet episode um mm-hmm. of, of of movie bluffs i was trying to come up with a gnome pun but it just didn't fit um
0: that's, okay. that's all right gnome's hats are small sometimes they don't always fit
1: Ah you did it (laughs) you made a gnome joke i
0: I tried what on top of my princess diana and the weird concept (laughs) i came up with the weird concept i came up with for gnome anatomy yeah
1: well thank you all for listening if you're listening uh thank you for watching if you're watching somehow um i'm nate and i'm sarah goodbye See ya. Pa-dum-pum.